We're talking about our spiritual responsibilities in the kingdom of God. Uh, we are the body of Christ. We all have spiritual responsibilities. Like in every household, people have their shows and things like that that they do uh, for the household to function effectively. Praise the Lord. Uh, Jesus has given us things that we need to do in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So that the kingdom of God will advance upon the face of the earth. And those of us who are saved will remain saved and others coming to join us. Amen. Hallelujah. And those things lead to the advancement of God's kingdom. They keep us in Christ and help us to advance the cause of Christ upon the earth. Sometimes we might get a word of prophecy where God says something to us. Like when we're laying down the things that I'm laying down right now, some people may look at it like their rules. They're giving us so many rules to live by and all of that. Don't look at it like that. Have an understanding. When you have an understanding of the purpose of a thing, it does not become law to you. When you're asked to brush your teeth in the morning, uh, is it a set of rules? No, it's beneficial to you. Hallelujah. Initially, it will look like rules, uh, but they're beneficial. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right. Now, um, if God gives a word of prophecy, say, to an athlete who might be um, the 100 meters dash um, uh, champion of the state of Florida and say, you're going to become Olympic champion for uh, three consecutive years. That is not going to take place now, but begin to look towards it in the next four years. And then the athlete says, because the word of the Lord has come to me, it will come to pass regardless. It's by the spirit, is not by power nor by might. Then what he was doing to train and to keep fit and to keep competing, he stops it. How many of us know he's never going to see that Olympic gold medal? Hallelujah. The truth is, he's not going to see it. When God gives us a word, just like he gave to the children of Israel, there is our part to committing God to perform his word. The children of Israel needed to go to the promised land, and they needed to give a confession consistent with the promise of God concerning their lives, so that God would bring to pass what he had said concerning them. Hallelujah. So the athlete had the responsibility to keep on the path that he's on or she's on, to train, all right, to walk out, to do all the things that he or she needs to do to continue to be a top athlete. And if there are better uh, coaches out there, uh, that person will go, attend those programs, learn more, prepare themselves. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Now, God said something about Abraham. He says, I know him that he will command his children and his household after him that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him or spoken concerning him. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. And so there are things that when we do them, it will cause us put our Christian lives on the trajectory of success. So that's what we're talking about when we say our spiritual responsibilities as children of God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. It says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have overcome them. Hallelujah. All right? Praise the Lord Jesus. You have overcome them. But in doing this, God, there are things that we've come to know. Hallelujah. We were taught by our teachers. Those who discipled us also taught us some of these things. Amen. I've added some to it. Praise the Lord. We said that number one, it is our responsibility as children of God to study the word of God, to read the Bible. Every believer, not some believers, every believer is expected to study. If you're going to be a success in Christ, in your Christian work, you must hear from God. Now, after that Moses died, the Lord began to, because before then he had charged Moses that he should anoint Joshua in his place. He should strengthen him. Then now after that Moses had died, God told Moses, go up the mountain and die. So Moses went up the mountain and died. And the Bible says that God buried him. So no man could find where he was buried. And because God had plans for his body, praise the Lord. So we go to Joshua chapter 1. At this time, Moses was no longer there. But Joshua was there. And the Bible says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give unto them, even unto the children of Israel, every place that the sole of, thy, of your feet, shall, your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee, all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. And I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto these people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all, all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all, according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Hallelujah. So he made it clear 
that the way to have this success and to make your way prosperous is by you looking into the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, we are able, <clears throat> we're able to accept this thinking not because um, we are under the law. It's not just the law and the prophets that are under the Old Testament. You have the principles of God's kingdom that are timeless, that are, that are you know, uh, transcend covenants. Praise the Lord. There were things before the law, things that are applicable under the New Testament. So we say that you study the New Testament and study the old in the context of the new. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we will go to James chapter 1. Because this same principle is laid out in the New Testament. Praise God. Hallelujah. So James chapter 1 verse 25. It says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Praise the Lord Jesus. That is the word of God. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and in verse 15, the Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There are a lot of people who are going about saying that they don't know which church is the right church. How do I know a real church and all of that? Study the word of God. You'll be able to tell. Hallelujah. Because you hear from God through his word. The primary way that God speaks to the believer is through the written word of God. Now, after you have gotten used to the written pages, you will not get to the point where you can literally discern when you hear the voice of God and where our circumstances even tell you when God is speaking to you. Hallelujah. A time comes when you're able to tell. Hallelujah. But that time, still has, you still have to grow into it. But the primary way not to get confused about anything is to study the word of God. Now, the Bible says that the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I've called um, two witnesses under the New Testament. I talked about Abraham. I talked about uh, Joshua. Praise God. But I still have one under the old. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Praise the Lord. So the importance of studying the word of God cannot be overemphasized. When we, if we do not study, we will not make much progress. We wouldn't know what God is talking about and we will begin to sometimes reject things that are for our good. Hallelujah. Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees, you neither know the scriptures nor the power of God. So it's good to know the scriptures. Uh, uh, the, uh, the apostle Paul was saying something to Timothy. He says, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to save your soul from a youth. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a, a thing, but the honor of king is to search out a matter. Praise the Lord. Why are we talking about this? It's from the scriptures that you're going to behold wonderful things about God. That's how, you know, from the scriptures you can tell certain things. That's how we're able to tell, okay, these are the end of days and these are the signs of the end of days. Where did we get it from? The scriptures. Everybody must read. Now, if you can read and write, well, you can get the audio Bibles, they'll be able to play and you listen. Praise the Lord Jesus. You can play them all day and all of that and God will speak to you through them also. Amen? Now, God expects us to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Amen? And to do the word, you have to have heard it. You can't do something you're not aware exists. Hallelujah. So you have to have heard the word of God to be able to believe it. Glory be to God. Number two. It is the responsibility of the believer, having read and heard the word, to keep the word of God and to do them. We are to keep the word of God. What is that? What does it mean to keep the word? It means to keep it burning in your heart. Maintain the word, the glow of that word, the importance of that word. It means to remember it. It means to say it like it's, the, it's God's word. It's being spoken to you right now. And to do it is our job to do that. Glory be to God. We're supposed to water the word of God that we've heard. We're supposed to nurture it. Keep it in our hearts for it to produce fruit. Hallelujah. In the parable of the sower, this principle Jesus illustrated in the parable of the sower. In Luke chapter 8 verse 4, we're going to look at the parable of the sower. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and he was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. These two things, all right? First is, it fell by the wayside. Two, it was trodden down. So people just marched over it and went their way. And then the fowls of the air came and devoured it. The next verse. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that had ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? So we're not allowed to bring an interpretation to this parable that God did not give because Jesus explained what he was talking about. 
And he said, unto you is given to know the mysteries of God, of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Next verse. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. So it means that where the seed fell was on people. Somebody heard it. Isn't that true? Now, are they that hear? So it's a particular group of people. It's an attitude that the person had to the word. It says, then commit the devil and take it away, the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So these people got the word, but it just like, you know, just they came to church. They heard the preacher say a few things. Wow, at least I've done my, my, my kingdom civic duty. I showed up in church, you know. Wow, what a VIP I was in church, you know. Uh, um, you know, some people think when they come to church, they're doing God a favor. All right. <laughs> now, but they did not keep that word. Instead, the devil stole it. How did he steal it? When they went out, they didn't ponder on the word. They did nothing with the word. They just went about their business. So as they go in, the busy things, people come in and started saying things over it. That's what it means to trodden it down. Then demons came. Those are the beds of the air and stole the word. If you ask them, that's why some people say, there was something you said in church the other day. What was that? They didn't keep it. They didn't write it down. They did, not, they did nothing with it because to them, they took it for granted that, well, we heard another day. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And those have no root in themselves, right? Which for a while believe. And in time of temptation, they fall away. They, they, when you told them this thing, they were joyous. They were glad. They said, wow, Jesus is good. The kingdom of God, wow. Then they went out there and their dog died. And they prayed according to what they knew. And the dog still died. And they buried the dog. When they got up, whoa, say, God, this thing is not real. And they turn around and they walk away because they had no root in themselves. That's where you find among people who say, I lost my faith. This is it. I lost my faith. I once believed. Now I don't believe anymore. They had no root in themselves. They did not allow the word to take root in them because their hearts were hard. When the trial came on account of the word that they have heard, they fell away. And they which fell among thorns are they which when they had heard, go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. It's about that on the good ground are they. Now, this fact that he keeps saying are they, are they, are they, means it's an attitude of some people. All these things we're looking at isn't that this last group could not have been the ones that had the cares of this life choke the word. No. 
He's just saying, this is the attitude of the person who keeps the word. What did he say? He said, but that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. They continue to churn on this word. They continue to chew on it. They continue to think about it. And they continue to prepare themselves to do what God has said. They have an attitude of, of doing. They're going to do what God said. Hallelujah. It's our responsibility to know the will of God. Find out from the scriptures. What is the will of God? What does God want me to do? What does he expect me to do? And then to do it.